I want to be the person, and I think you want to be the person who hears that well done, good and faithful servant. I want to be the one who is entrusted with whatever I'm entrusted with that I make a good return on it. And so I care that I'm efficient with my time. I care that my energies are directed towards the right things. I care that my goals, my motivation, my understanding of money, my understanding of hard work, that all those things, I care that those are in line with what my God says in his word. Welcome to episode 11 of the Redeeming Productivity Show. Um, so just this last week, um, I was at the Truth Matters Conference, which was a conference that was put on by Grace to You, which is my place of employ. That's the uh, Bible teaching ministry of Pastor John MacArthur. Uh, and it ran this conference that ran from the 16th through the 18th, so Wednesday through Friday. Um, it was hosted at Grace Community Church Campus in here in sunny Southern California. And it was just so great. It was a really special time of fellowship, uh, sound teaching from God's word, uh, worship together with people who who listen to the Grace to You program all around the world. And so it was just really, really fun. We had we had obviously John MacArthur was teaching, Vody Bauckham, Mike Riccardi, Phil Johnson, um, Jeff Williams, the astronaut, and lots of just awesome time together with people who you know, share similar biblical convictions and, and just really love the ministry. So the whole thing was live streamed. Um, if you didn't get to catch it, uh, we're going to put the final edited videos up, uh, and the audio probably in next week or so. Um, so you'll be able to watch those sessions. I definitely recommend, especially the Q and A's. They're a lot of fun, a lot of great answers to questions. Why am I talking about the conference? Well, because it's my show. I can talk about whatever I want. But also because the theme of the conference was the sufficiency of Scripture. It was the doctrine of the sufficiency of Scripture. And this uh, doctrine of the sufficiency of Scripture is one that is near and dear to my heart. And in fact, it really is the... Um, the driving force behind this entire uh, blog, podcast, everything we do, uh, I do with redeeming productivity. Um, because for me, I think I've mentioned this maybe in episode three, that that the reason I even started this ministry and the, the blog originally was because I wanted resources uh, that would help me be a better steward of my life. I wanted to be more personally productive so that I could bring more glory to God with all my time, all my energy, all my resources, all the talents the Lord's entrusted to me. So I loved personal productivity, but I couldn't find things that actually talked about that from a biblical perspective, at least nothing with, with the depth that I wanted. Um, so that's why I started this. Um, so the thing that drives that is I am convinced, I am 100% convinced that personal productivity in the sense of how I, again, steward my life is something which the Bible speaks to. And it doesn't just speak to it. It speaks to it sufficiently. Um, and that's what I want to talk about in this episode. I want to talk about the sufficiency of scripture as it relates to personal productivity. Um, so in light of the conference uh, this past week, and in light of that topic being just kind of fresh in my mind, I thought it would be a great thing to address on this episode of the Redeeming Productivity Show. So where do we start? I suppose we should start with defining sufficiency of Scripture. What do I mean? When I say that the Scriptures are sufficient, what does that mean? Well, it simply means this, that the Bible speaks sufficiently to all aspects of the Christian life. Um, and, and so what I mean by sufficiently, well, 
we mean require, it doesn't require any supplements, supplementation, uh, philosophically or from other sources of knowledge outside philosophy, secret revelations, right? Um, or anything like that. In other words, we could say it this way, that the teachings of scripture are all that you need in order to live a life that is glorifying to God and, and obedient to his commands. Makes sense, right? In, 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 in another way of saying it would be, God has given us the word of God, and it is all that we need. He doesn't expect us to go on an Easter egg hunt um, looking for other resources of how we can actually become better Christians. He's given us what we need in his perfect, sufficient revelation in scriptures. Um, and that obviously raises some questions, and that's what I want to address here. So when we say it's sufficient, well, what do we do with um, why even have a podcast like this? But I get ahead of myself. Um, sufficiency of scripture. Um, I, I think a great statement on this comes from the 1689 Second London Baptist Confession. In chapter one, part six, uh, which chapter one talks about the Holy Scriptures, it says this about the sufficiency of scripture. It says that the Bible contains, quote, the whole counsel of God concerning all things necessary for his own glory, man's salvation, faith, and life. All of those things are either expressly set down or necessarily contained in the Holy Scripture. So there's a lot packed into that. Let me break it down for you a little bit. Basically, at a high level, it's just saying that everything we need to know uh, in order to glorify God and live and come to salvation and live lives that uh, are pleasing to him, all of those things are either, like it says, expressly stated in scripture. So it just clearly says, do this, don't do this, right? You think of the Ten Commandments. Um, these are the things that you're told to do. Or you think of uh, when it talks about salvation, right? That the gospel is contained in the Holy Scriptures. You don't have to have some mystic man living on a mountain tell you, but this is what you must do to be saved. Now, it's all right there. And then, of course, for all things faith and life. Um all of those things required to live um, a Christian life that's pleasing to God, glorifying to him and, and obedient to him. It's all right there. It's all right there. And it's either expressly set down, so it's plainly said, or necessarily contained, which means uh, it can be logically deduced. It can, it, can, it can be arrived at through comparing scripture to scripture um, and seeking to understand. So um, doctrines like the Trinity, for example, you don't have a verse that says God is... Um, three, uh, three and one, right? But that can be deduced by good and necessary consequence. So all that we need in the Holy Scriptures. Um, what does all of this jazz have to do with productivity? So we're talking about the sufficiency of Scripture, that it's, it's all that we need to glorify God, uh, to, to come to salvation, and for life uh, and faith. How does that affect productivity in any way for the Christian? Well, the big question, when you start to talk about the sufficiency of scripture, the big question that always comes up is what, where does that end? Right? So someone will ask, they'll say, obviously the Bible, you know, doesn't contain information on how to treat diabetes or how to change a tire or, you know, the, these different things that we learn from, from science, from observation, through experimentation or other things. So, so nobody's claiming that, that the Bible is all you need to just to live your life on earth. Obviously, you need to know how to eat food and things like that. There's nothing in there that tells you you got to chew and you know how to use forks or chopsticks or anything. 
So when we talk about the sufficiency of scripture, there we need to have a, a clear uh, understanding of what all is included in that. When and, and that's what the confession it puts it pretty plainly there. That but we break it down. So so I guess the question is this: Where it, does productivity, personal productivity, fit into those categories of things to which Holy Scripture speaks sufficiently to? Good question. I'm glad I asked it, and I'm glad I'm about to answer it too. Yes, it does. And that's really my whole thesis, is it does. Holy Scripture speaks sufficiently to these things. Um, but where, okay, so if we, if we pulled it from the, the 1689 confession, in what part would that fall under? Well, I think several. I, I don't think that personal productivity... Um, has to do with the salvation aspect. So, so remember, it, it talks about uh, three things, really. It talks about all things. Let me go back up. What does it say? Uh, now I've lost it. Okay, so the confession says that the, the whole counsel of God concerning all things necessary for what? Let's list them off. His own glory, that's God's glory, man's salvation, faith, and life. And I think faith and life are, are really one thing. Um, so God's glory, man's salvation, faith in life. So I think there's one that, that, uh, personal productivity doesn't fall into and that's salvation. Why? Because personal productivity is about work. It's about what you do. It's about how you steward things. And salvation is wholly a work of God and not of man. It is not anything I do that saves me, but wholly what Christ has done in his perfect obedience and his perfect sacrifice for sin. That by faith, I am joined with Jesus Christ in union with him and, uh, God the Father counts his sacrifice for sin as sufficient to atone for the sins that I've committed, and he counts and he imputes um, Christ's righteous life uh, to my account. He credits that to me. So double imputation, yes, I'm an imputationist. A double imputation, that is how I am saved. It is not on the basis of anything I've done, but wholly what Christ has done. So personal productivity, at least my personal productivity, has nothing to do with salvation. Well, what about God's own glory? Well, now we're getting warmer, right? So personal productivity is something we do to glorify God. In other words, our work should be done to God's glory. We talked about this, we bring it up a lot in Colossians 3.23, that whatever you do, you, you, you do it uh, for God, not for men, right? We're trying to glorify God with our lives. Uh, but I also think that productivity, at least for the Christian, is also contained when the confession refers to faith and life. So living your life, walking by faith, uh, those things are uh, aspects, uh, personal productivity is about the Christian walk. Work is part and parcel of our Christian life. It's not something that's separate from it. You don't do your job or do your hobbies or, or be around your house and, and serve your family and have that not be part of your Christian life. No, it's part of walking by faith and it's part of living as a Christian. So since we should agree that scriptures speak sufficiently to how we are to glorify God with our lives and it speaks sufficiently to life and faith, then if personal productivity is really all about glorifying God with our lives and how we walk and live as Christians and steward our lives to his glory, then certainly scripture must speak sufficiently to the subject of personal productivity. So 
does it speak sufficiently personal productivity? Yes. Do then then what do we do we need to supplement it with worldly philosophies? Do we need to supplement it with additional readings from other people, perhaps other religions or not even explicitly that, but other worldviews? No. Again, we talked about this, I believe it was episode three. Since the scripture speaks sufficiently to the subject of personal productivity, I don't need to go outside of the Bible to learn what it means to be a productive Christian. Then you say, why listen to this podcast? Why read a productivity book? I mean, I read productivity books. So how does the sufficiency of scripture interplay with these other things that speak about personal productivity and may have some value? How is that not a challenge to my understanding of the sufficiency of scripture to personal productivity. Well, you know, Solomon says there's nothing new under the sun, right? There's all these new productivity methods. There's a new book every week. There's all these things, but at core, really nothing really changes. The The truths about what man is like and what God is like and what it means to, to glorify him in this life they don't really change. So no matter all this turnstile of new material about personal productivity, none of it is really wholly original. It might speak to new circumstances, but what stands behind it will always remain the same. And so it shouldn't surprise us to find that the inspired, inerrant, sufficient word of God addresses every area of life, even personal productivity. Uh, Second Peter 1.3 says his divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence. Second uh, Timothy 3.16-17 talks about the source of that complete equipping. It is, of course, the word of God. All scripture is breathed out by God. It's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Complete, equipped for every good work. Get it from the Bible. So let me summarize it this way. In as far as personal productivity is essential for living the Christian life, we can be confident that the scriptures speak sufficiently to it. Really, this all makes sense. God, of course, is concerned about how his saints spend their time. Again, it's a stewardship question. Every time I say Christian productivity or personal productivity, have in your mind that I'm talking about stewardship. That's all we mean. That's all we mean when we talk about redeeming productivity. We're talking about how we steward our time, resources, and energy. Of course, God cares. It's his life that he has, he's entrusted us with these lives to glorify him with them and to make a good return. So yes, he has given us instructions for how to do that. So different issues that we would talk about in the personal productivity realm, of course, are addressed by the Bible, and it addresses them sufficiently. Issues of money, how you steward your money. Obviously, the Bible is not going to tell you how to use Microsoft Excel, but it does give you the theological principles for how to think about your money, namely that it's a stewardship from God. You know, it tells us in Hebrews 13:5, keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Uh, it tells us in First Timothy 6.10 that chasing after money isn't going to lead to fulfillment, uh, only the opposite. He says, uh, it, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evils. Uh, it is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves, and pierced themselves with many pangs. 
um, that, that where there's only room for one master in our lives. We can't serve money, right? Matthew 6, 24, no one can serve two masters because either he will hate the one and love the other, or he'll be devoted to one and despise the other. In other words, it says you cannot serve God and money. So the principles are there. The theology is there. And so I don't need somebody to come and, and give me a book and say, here's how you should think about money uh, as it relates to your life and your faith and what your purpose is here on earth. Someone can tell you how to invest your money better, but all the while you're thinking, how am I stewarding this? And how am I making sure that I'm not enslaving myself to money as my master? Another thing the Bible speaks to that we would say is in the realm of personal productivity is work. In other words, hard work more specifically. See, the world says only work as hard as you need to and then take it easy, right? Um, or work smarter, not harder. Uh, but, or they'll say work is only worthwhile if it brings you more money or more pleasure or more security. But that's a mistake because the Bible says whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. Right, so it speaks to the issue of hard work. It speaks to the issues um, when we talk about uh, a worry or anxiety. Okay, so you know we talk about stress or issues like that and personal productivity and keeping a work-life balance or all of those things. The Bible speaks about worries, as you know, Philippians four six. Do not be anxious for anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Our methods for dealing with rising stress levels, the issues of um, all of those types of problems, is to throw ourselves on the one who clothes the lilies and feeds the ravens. Right. Um, speaks about self-control and discipline is a major aspect of personal productivity, right? I mean, you think about it this way, the more that, uh, the more that you have autonomy in your life, the more you need more discipline, the more personal productivity becomes important to you. In fact, I would wager that a lot of the people who listen to this program or read the blog are people. I know that there's pastors. I know that there are people who work in management type positions. I know entrepreneurs. What are these, what are these different types of people have in common besides being um, believers? Well, it's this. It's that they enjoy a high level of autonomy. Consider the pastor. Who's bossing him around? right? Besides the Sunday sermon, what is, you know, that, that kind of like he's, he has to build his week around it. He kind of decides what he's going to do with this week. Who's he going to meet with? When's he going to prepare notes? How is he going to work on these different things? Same thing with the entrepreneur. He, he sets his schedule. Same thing with a person in a management position. The higher you get up in an organization in terms of responsibility, the less it is that someone's telling you exactly what to do every moment. Right. So I wouldn't expect that someone who say you work on a line in a factory and you just do the repetitive task every single day or at a a fast food restaurant, um, you're not needing to get creative with the burgers. They tell you what to how to flip them, when to do it, how to take orders. And you just kind of um, automatically go through the motions on that. Those types of people aren't as concerned with personal productivity because they don't have this level of autonomy in their life that forces them to have to think through, okay, how can I do this better? How can I get more efficient with this? And specifically the trouble with more autonomy is the issue of self-discipline, right? So, uh, discipline has moved from the, uh, external of my boss is telling me I must do it to the internal of, I have all these things and I'm responsible to get them done, but no one's breathing down my neck to do it. And so you have to cultivate self-discipline and self-control. It's really, you know, I think 80% of personal productivity has to do with how to build self-control and self-discipline. Well, 
lo and behold, the Bible speaks sufficiently to issues of self-discipline and self-control. You know, the world says, be more self-controlled, get more discipline so you can have a better body, live stronger and be happier. Well, the Bible at a very high level tells us why this is important. The word of God says we should be self-controlled and self-disciplined also, but it gives us all the reasoning for it. It gives us the theology for it. We do it for godliness. Titus 2.12 is a great passage on this. It says, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled upright and godly lives in the present age. It says in Galatians 5, 22 through 23, that the power for self-control doesn't come from within ourselves. It, it, it comes from the Holy Spirit who dwells within the believer and produces the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, one aspect of that is self-control. And so you see the Bible is talking about these things in an incredibly high level. And this is, again, I keep referencing episode three because it really is, is uh, these things cross over. The reason that personal productivity is so important for us to address it from a Christian perspective is because when we just get down to the technique level um, or we get to, to secular works on productivity, they're telling us what to do specifically, but they're also inherently supplying the underlying theology and philosophy of why we should do those things. And they're supplying those. And if you don't have in your head, know that it's the scriptures that I get the theology of productivity from, then you're going to accidentally imbibe the um, false theology, the wrong theology that is given in secular works. And so the Bible, when I talk about the Bible speaking sufficiently to personal productivity, I've seen it gives you the theology of why you do it, what your core motivations are for being a productive person, and how to think about it um, from, a, from a philosophical level. Of course, I'm not claiming, and the Bible isn't claiming, that it's going to give you tips on how to clear out your inbox or how to, um, you know, uh, schedule your week. There's, there's not, you know, unless you have a different Bible than me, there's not some back appendix in there that tells you, here's the ideal schedule uh, for your week, except for maybe Sundays. <laughs> um, so yeah, the Bible, when, when we talk about the sufficiency of scripture as it relates to life and godliness and, and faith, uh, and, and specifically the personal productivity aspect of it, we're saying that it supplies sufficiently the theology that we need, the spiritual um, information, right, of how we are to approach those things so that we can glorify God with our lives and so that we can be good stewards of all he's given us. The scriptures speak sufficiently to that. Uh, one more example um, about the scripture speaking sufficiently to personal productivity is the issue of goals and motivation. You know, so the world says, do it for yourself. The word says, whatever you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Again and again, the, the, the it's at a high level. You know, it, the, the scriptures don't tell you what your goal should be for this quarter for your um, entrepreneurial exercise. The scriptures don't tell you if you're a student, what your goal should be uh, as a student or what major to choose. So you have these things that you're choosing, but you're doing it within the higher, as Christian should be, doing it within the higher framework of what are my goals as a human being in made in God's image, living this life as a Christian in this era. That is supplied sufficiently for you in the word of God, particularly uh, the goal of your life is to glorify God. So you don't get that for somewhere else, from somewhere else.
Okay. When I say the scripture speaks sufficiently to goals and motivation, I mean that it tells you what your purpose on earth is. This is incredibly important, incredibly important to think through. Um, because, of course, all these different things run contrary to what the scripture teaches, the different uh, philosophies of productivity. Um, so the value then um, for the believer in, in knowing these things is that you need to derive your theology of productivity from the sufficient word of God, which he has laid down for us so plainly, so graciously. It's so, con- you know, actually at the conference, I, one of the things I appreciated in one of the Q&As, they were talking about the sufficiency of scripture. And uh, it was Mike Riccardi who said that, that God's kind revelation to us through the scriptures. I loved that because what he was saying was that it is a grace that God has revealed himself so clearly to us in his word. It's a kindness that I can know him through the word, that I can know what, what my life is about, that, not, that of course that I can know salvation, but that I'm not cast adrift. And I really believe it that so many believers, you know, they, they see the Christian life as a matter of I get saved and then I just kind of hang out in the vestibule of earthliness until the, the waiting room opens up and, and I can finally uh, go in to heaven. No, there's just so much work to be done. There's so much life here and time and resources to be stewarded to God's glory. And the Bible doesn't just get you into heaven. It gives you the resources you need sufficiently to live a Christian life that glorifies God. And so that applies to your work, to your home life, to your hobbies, to your ministry, to whatever you do. There is the word of God shows you at a high level theologically, spiritually, how to approach that. And that's why it's so important. That's why I do this podcast. That's why I have this blog. That's why I care so much about this is because when when we are living these lives, we can't just be blasé and, and just kind of saunter through this Christian life as if it doesn't matter how well we steward it. I want to be the guy and, and you should want to be the guy or the gal. I hate the word gal, by the way. I say these side comments. I want to be the person, and I think you want to be the person who hears that well done, good and faithful servant. I want to be the one who is entrusted with whatever I'm entrusted with, that I make a good return on it. And so I care that I'm efficient with my time. I care that my energies are directed towards the right things. I care that my goals and my motivation, my understanding of money, my understanding of hard work, that all those things, I care that those are in line with what my God says in his word. And so I study the word because I know that it speaks to these things sufficiently. And then knowing that I turn my attention to technique and I turn my attention to tweaking how I live my life. And that's, and that's what we do here. And that's what we can glean even from um, secular productivity books as well is how do I, how do I actually do this day to day? What are the practicals? You know, we can get this from mentors, from people who are, who are further along is how do I schedule my week better? You know, how, how do I make sure that I have enough time to do all these things? How do I make sure that I'm not lazy at work and, and wasting time? How do I make sure that I'm a witness to others in the way in which I conduct myself? How do I make sure that if, if I'm an entrepreneur, if I'm, if I'm working on, on building a business uh, myself, that I'm not doing it for filthy lucre, but I'm doing it because I want to glorify God. I want to serve others, right? 
so much of what we do in our lives, our work, our efforts in this world, so much of it, how do, with the way in which we glorify God specifically through it is by loving our neighbor is that I'm, I'm not, I don't want to cheapen it and say I'm making the world a better place. But if I am, if I am, you know, again, working in a fast food restaurant, I, that is a, how do I glorify God through that? Is that I love my neighbor well, but I make the best darn burger you've ever seen at Mickey D's. And I, and I do that with excellence and I do that with care and I do it every time well and I'm not checked out and I'm not complaining and I'm not just there because all oh, it, it pays me money and, and that's why I do whatever I do because I just need to have a career to make me money. No, all of it, it it's, it's done to God's glory and it's done to love your neighbor. So yes, does the Bible speak to personal productivity and does it do so sufficiently? It does. It does. It shows us the theology. It shows us at the, the, the spiritual level why we're here and what we're doing and what the purpose of it all is. And we must take that and that have that be our foundation. The sufficiency of the scripture extends to personal productivity. It matters that we have that baseline, that we have that understanding. But on top of that, we can build practical uh, systems. We can build, we can glean practical techniques. As long as we always feed them back up through in our, in our thinking, we're thinking, uh, is, is me doing this? Is this specific thing? Is this a, is this, does this fit in line with, um, how the scripture speaks sufficiently to, uh, the issue of, um, personal productivity. So I hope that talking through some of that has been helpful to you to understanding that, yes, indeed, the Bible does speak sufficiently to the matter of personal productivity. Of course, it doesn't tell us all the specifics of how to manage our time precisely each day and how to do that, but it gives us the spiritual insight. It gives us the wisdom that we need and all of those high-level theology and, and purpose ideas that can actually guide us and, and, and even in our motivation for being personally productive each day. Yes, the Bible speaks sufficiently to personal productivity, but no, that doesn't mean that uh, there's nothing more that we should um, seek to learn about how we actually in practical reality go about that. And that's what this, this podcast is all about. That's what the blog's all about. And that's what I'll continue to try to do. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to look for us on social media and follow us. You can find out about the latest and newest episodes there. If you go to the blog, uh, redeemingproductivity.com, you can sign up for our weekly newsletter, which will tell you about the latest episode and it will also uh, give you the latest blog article. Please uh, subscribe. Give us a review if you like it. Um, please, you can also email me at uh, mailbag at redeemingproductivity.com. Give me any feedback you might have. I really appreciate it. I read it all myself, and, uh, and I make the tweaks that you guys suggest, and it just is very helpful to have uh, a mechanism for feedback like that. Have a great week, and remember, whatever you do, do it well, and do it all to the glory of God.